All right, Friends of a Lifetime for Real, uh, Mike and Diane Haley, all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, Mike had, uh, was a pastor of um, Hallmark Baptist Church for 25 years, I think it was, 26, something like that. Close. Yeah, close. And, uh, <laughs> and did an amazing job, absolutely amazing job. And we, we've been able to be together just about every year for ever since Bible College days. And uh, they've been a joy and a blessing and encouragement and help to us, and there's a ministry that uh, he is involved with, a couple of ministries actually, but the one that he's going to talk about today uh, would make it possible for you and me to have a very real, tangible Amen. effect on poor Muslim children and perhaps influencing them to receive Jesus Amen. Christ as their personal Savior in the long run. Uh, so he's going to come present that. This is my good buddy, Mike Haley. Would you give him a round of applause as he comes to preach for us? Jimmy, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, it's a wonderful joy to come back to Coronada, and I really appreciate the invitation to come, Pastor Jim. It's always a joy for me to come and Diane to come and be with Jim and Pat and, and just have, uh, we just talk about too many things. <laughs> uh, and someone said, well, you must be an awful great speaker for Brother Jim to be giving you his pulpit today and to speak. And I said, no. I'm really not that great a speaker. I just know too many stories on him, and he lets me preach, so I won't tell all those stories. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun since the 60s together, but I'm really thankful that I met Pastor Jim after he had got out of the reformatory and was doing so much better, and I, I think that's uh, the highlight of my, <laughs> of my life with him. But uh, we've had so many great years together. We've been on mission trips together. I, two years ago, I retired from full-time pastoring after 46 years of pastoring. But I'm doing something that I love, and I have a wonderful passion for. And if you get the drift today, I really love what I'm doing today. Uh, and that is I connect uh, missionaries and churches together, and I travel for Man of Worldwide. I, I do a, a ministry of shepherds watching, which is watching over pastors and encouraging them. But last year, I took six mission trips and took six different teams to different fields. I've already done three this year, and I hope I can keep going. Uh, you know, I have a lot of replacement parts at, at my age, and I'm really thankful for replacement parts. And uh, I know every time I go to the uh, airport to fly again, I always set off the buzzers, and, and they always have to x-ray me and pat me down. And I remember one time, Jim, a guy came. I just had gotten my... Uh, my uh, uh, last replacement part. I'm going to move this up here where I can see a little better. And I, I, I went out to, uh, uh, to get patted down. And the guy says, now, if you would like, I will pat you down in a private room. And I said, if you're going to pat me down, you're going to do it in front of God and everybody. And I yelled, all the TSA agents turned around and looked, who is this nut? I said, do it right out here. You're not going to pat me down in a room. But anyway, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm, you, you get my drift? You know what I'm saying? This is, this is a kinky world we live in. Okay, all right. Enough of that. <laughs> so so I, I love what I'm doing. I enjoy taking teams. And uh, this for me to be here is a real God thing. But God put together uh, several weeks ago, uh, Pastor uh, Jim and Pat was with us. And they went out to lunch with uh, the ones who started Manna Worldwide. Uh, Bruce and Pam, they're great friends. We've known them. And we're going to see a video in just a moment of Manna Worldwide and introduce that to you. But as we, were, as we were talking, they went to dinner with them. And then we went to dinner the next day. 
and they talked about how that your missionary that was here, uh, Randall Fernandez and Rachel, were just calling on manna to help them in uh, Pakistan and to come alongside of them because they have uh, had a ministry there that the Coleman started in the 50s. And then uh, her songs, uh, uh, a young lady that went to high school with my wife, uh, uh, have continued that ministry for 30 years. And now the Fernandeses are there. And it's a church of about 350 in Karachi. It's the strongest church uh, in the whole city. All the Southern Baptist missionaries go to that church because they're only there three or four years. And they're home. And they're in and out. And these missionaries come to stay. Some stayed 60 years, some 40 years. And one of the little girls said to uh, uh, Randall, uh, this uh, first term they're there. They were there for six years now. And she came up and she said, well... You're going to be our missionary now. And uh, that means that you're going to stay here for a lifetime. Because that's the only missionary she has known are missionaries who've been there for a lifetime in Karachi, Pakistan. And he said, I'm going to pray about that. <laughs> he, he's, he's trying to figure out how to answer because he's, he's really just been there a few years. But, you know, God has so blessed their ministry. This is a kid from Tijuana and got saved in the Midway Baptist there, which is Ocean View now, and then went to Boston and met a girl from the youth department where they used to be and where my, my, my son was youth pastor for Rachel. And they met in Boston and ended up, he proposed to her from Karachi, Pakistan on the phone. Because he was there, and she wanted to go so bad. And she would, I mean, I said, Michael, I can't believe this girl. He said, this girl is unafraid, and she will go anywhere and do anything for Jesus. She said, this is the kind. And you know that they got on the plane the first time to fly to Karachi. The very last day they could go, she was eight months pregnant. It was the last day they could fly. And she had her very first baby in Karachi, Pakistan. Because they wanted to get there. That's a tough girl. Yeah. Would, you, would you agree with that? Yeah. that? That woman's tough. And she's had two more babies in Karachi before they've come back. Now, they love what they're doing. They've trained. They've got a great church, a great history. And they have a Bible institute. And they're chaining pastors. And they're sending them out. This is a city of 20 million. And he called Bruce and said, Bruce, I want to start a literacy school. But I need to feed the kids. They're so poor. We're not doing that. We've had this long-term ministry, but we're not feeding kids, and there's so much poverty in this city. But the thing that they need, they need to learn to read. And we want to teach them how to read, but we need to feed them. I'm not sure how to put all this together. And so for four hours a couple of weeks ago, Bruce sat down with them, and then Andrew, one of our directors, has been with us. His boy, Diego, was on the video. I met a little boy named Diego back here. Diego was on the video that we're going to see about manna. And... We explain to them how it works, how it gets funded, how manna comes alongside of missionaries and encourages them and helps them with programming and staffing and how to run it. And then their goal is to start this in Karachi. But they have so many pastors, and there are over 40 unreached people groups in Pakistan that have never heard the name of Jesus. And they have pastors out here in, in these areas that are Pakistani preachers trained there and they're going to start the prototype and it is just going to mushroom I said you got to be ready and we got to be ready with more churches but I'm going to tell you today you have an opportunity 
to put the hands and the feet of Jesus into those missionaries to show them the love of Jesus. And the only way you reach a Muslim is to show them Jesus. You don't preach at them. You show them the hands and the feet of Jesus, and you love on them. And when they see the love of Jesus, and they understand our God is a God of compassion, a God of great love, and he's a God who's not angry, but a God who reaches out to forgive and to give people a hand up. Oh, wow. They are coming to Jesus. They are coming in record numbers when they understand the kind of God. Because, see, Allah is not Jehovah. Amen? Amen. Our God is a God who reaches out in love and touches us in tangible ways to say, I love you. I know you, and I have an eternal destiny uh, before you that I'll give you an eternal city of light and beauty and, and compassion and love, and I'm reaching out to you. And when, when you get those kind of servants out there in a world that's only known Allah, and they begin to understand who Jehovah is and who Jesus is, they are coming to Christ in record numbers. And so I want us to introduce, I got two or three jobs real quickly. To I want to see a video. We have a video ready. So let's show a little bit of the video of you know, worldwide and how we come along the side of missionaries to enlarge their work. You are parent, son, daughter. You are human, and this is what you need to survive. Now, try to imagine you don't have one of these things or all of these things. His name the is daughter Diego. that goes to sleep hungry at night or the son who is forced to drink dirty water every day it's reality, a reality where poor nutrition causes nearly half the deaths in children under five. But here's the thing, it doesn't have to be this way. You live in a time where it's easier than ever to help break the cycle of poverty that's holding children captive every day all over the world. We're MANA Worldwide, and by partnering with us, you can be the change in a child's life, and here's how it works. We work together to bring relief for the most urgent needs such as nutrition and medical care. Then we aim to make a long-term impact and empower these communities by providing education and starting churches. Your support tells these children that they don't have to live in fear of being without. Only then can we truly break the cycle of poverty by providing hope, hope for a future, and hope for an eternity. So we invite you to join us in what we've been doing since 2001 and ask you to give to a cause greater than ourselves and give confidently, knowing that on average, 90 cents of every dollar goes straight to the field. And don't just give, go. We lead over 100 trips every year to your projects so you can build a relationship with the children you support. Anyone can change the life of a child. So what are you waiting for? Change one life. Change a family. Change a community. City. Country. Change the world. It all begins with one. It all begins with you. MANA Worldwide. Rescuing children from the grip of poverty. The joy of seeing that, and what what I what I get out, I get emotional because uh, I see most of the kids on there. I've been there to see them, and the joy of Man of Worldwide is that we not only come alongside of great missionaries that are church planners, but we present Manna in churches, 
and churches connect with other churches. And that's what we have a proposition for you to church, uh, this church, First Baptist Coronado, to connect with Central Baptist Church in Karachi and to connect with them in a very real and personal way where you will see their children that come to their feeding center and you will understand the needs of those kids that come there and learn English and learn their own Urdu language and learn to read it in their Bible and then learn to read English and give them a hand up. And we are rescuing children from the grip of poverty. We're not just throwing food. We go with missionaries who are there, living there, working there, have a community of faith together who are providing us resources for that whole family. Would you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14 for just a moment? And let me share one of the great stories that I love and is uh, one that the kids always learn in Sunday school, but it has valuable lessons for us when we think about this ministry of outreach. In Matthew 14 and verse 13, when Jesus heard it, he departed from there by boat to a deserted place by himself. But the multitudes heard it. They followed him on foot from the cities. And Jesus went out and he saw a great multitude. And when he was moved with compassion for them, I love, I love that. Over and over you'll see that in the New Testament. The Lord Jesus was moved with compassion for the needs of those who were gathering. And he healed their sick. When it was evening, his disciples came to him saying, There's a deserted place. The hour, this is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, they do not need to go away. Now, I love this directive. I find it in several of the Gospels. You, look at the disciples, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have here only five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here. Bring them to me. He commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish. Looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the disciples. The disciples gave to the multitudes. And so they all ate. And they were all filled. And they took up 12 baskets full of fragments that remained. Now those who had eaten were about 5,000 men besides women and the children. I, I know we know that that story so well. But what I love is that it, when I began as a minister going to see missionaries and I saw in the early 70s and 80s, I began to see the poverty on the mission fields. And I began to see the lack of medications. And I began to see the lack of vitamins. And I began to realize that kids were dying at alarming rates. And the young men that we were training would go out into the field. And they, in two years, they have invested two or three years of training in them. And in six months, they died of unclean water. And they died because they didn't have health. And so many of the young preachers that we were training were dying out in the field because they had no support medically. They had no support uh, with clean water. And so we recognized those needs and we began to change our focus and recognize that we not only preach the gospel, but we need to feed them. We need to doctor them. We need to, we need to 
provide them with tools for clean water. And so one of the thrills that we have is drilling wells. We drill wells. We take water filters. This last uh, month, I took a group of children from a children's home in Mississippi who had no mom and dad, but they had house parents, and they were living in a home. They raised their own money, and I took them to the orphanage there in, in Guatemala, and they met other kids their age who had no mom and dad that cared, and they were living in a man of children's home. And so we got to minister together, and we, we got to give they raised these kids who were without mom and dad in a children's home raised enough for 15 water filters and 120 pairs of shoes and they got to put them on the feet of these kids who had no shoes or the shoes they had were so worn out and you you just can't believe the look on the face of these kids ministering they said we want to go but they were 14 one of the water filters we went out to visit in the home and there were there were a 14 year old kid there and the, the translator translated their testimony. And this 14-year-old boy was, came to know Jesus Christ as a Savior. And, oh, I forgot to put that picture on the presentation. But they're all locked up in arms and thanking the Lord that they brought the water filter. But they told them about the living water. They told them about Jesus. When you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. But it will spring up into everlasting life. Isn't that the message that we take? The gospel of Jesus Christ? Can I get an amen on that? You see, we don't just take water. We don't just take food. We don't just take medicine. But we take them the gospel of Jesus Christ. For if we don't tell them about Jesus, they will still die and go to an eternal hell. They need the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so we come alongside of missionaries who are preaching the gospel, who are planting churches and building communities of families who love the Lord, who can support that community. And so we bring them together and show them how they can minister the hand of Jesus in love. And then they say, well, we can't afford it. I say, we're, we're going to partner with you. We're going to bring resources. And oh, what a thrill it is. The thing that I have watched manna do and I've been with several missionary organizations. But this organization started by man and woman we know. They were missionaries for 20 years. And I know them. They're, they were saved in our church years ago. He was a long-haired, I hate to say it, but he was a long-haired hippie with, back, in, back in the hippie days, you know. I remember when Pat, or I better not go there, had a Pat. <laughs> She had an itty-bitty van with flowers painted all over. I, I, just, I just love that. I, I saw one the other day, and I said, Pat, there's your itty-bitty van. you, you got to get another one drive around out here in Coronado and bring it to church. <laughs> she said, I better hurry. Okay. I, I promise you wouldn't tell too many of those stories. <laughs> but, oh, what a blessing it is when we partner together with the missionaries and we show them how we can help through child sponsorships. We can bring funds to you, and you can do ministry that you could never do before. Because most of our missionaries will go to church, they'll go to a field, they'll start a church, they've raised their personal support and their work support, they'll start a church, they'll stretch it, and they'll start another one, and then they're out of funds. But they can't leave. They're training workers. They can't come home. They, if they come home for a little while, they're worn out and exhausted, and they raise a little of the funds, and they go back, and they're still in the same boat. But when, when we come along with them with funds... It's amazing how they expand their work to feeding centers and refuge places and places where, and, and Rachel says, we need a home where these women who are battered can come 
because in this culture there are a lot of battered women. I said, we have a couple of those that we already fund, and if you want to do that, I guarantee you we'll raise the funds for you to have a place for battered women. So they have a vision of building this prototype and doing an unbelievable work of expanding. I said, you need to get ready, Randall, because as soon as all these preachers in the outreaches of Karachi and, and these other, other areas that are really in great need, when they see what you're doing with these first 50 kids, they are going to come to you, and they want to do it again, and they want you to help them. And I said, I want, I want you to know we're going to be the link for you. Because manna will come alongside of you and help you. Because we have no other missionaries that are doing this kind of work in Pakistan. It's very difficult to get there. And many when we go and establish manna in a country as a humanitarian, it opens up a few more visas. And, we're, and we've done that in some of the countries that are very restrictive. And we're hoping that we can get manna established so we can actually get more personnel to come. But they're limited in what they can who they can bring in but they have freedom to do this work and they have pakistanis now now this kid moves around really good because he's from tijuana you know you put me over there and i'm going to tell you i'm a target you 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 bring a redhead or a blonde wife over there you're a target but when when guys from tijuana come they they get in and they they're under radar and they do and i'm telling you Randall and Rachel are some of the cream of the crop. And Bruce and Pam, they know how to talk to missionaries and find the best. And Mana works with some of the best missionaries all over the world. We're in 71 countries. We started 17 years ago. Now, with two centers, we have 175 centers. And it's all church-related. It's all support. Now, I want you to take a moment. And I want you to see the, the reason God has blessed this work is because of the children. When you look at Jesus, and I love what you did this morning, because children are so precious. Children are so uh, at the heart of God. If you'll look in, in chapter 18 for just a moment, Jesus said, when the disciples were all excited, verse, uh, chapter 18 and verse 1, they were so excited about who's going to sit next to you, Jesus, Who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom? Lord, I want a little recognition here. Could, could I come and stand by you? And Jesus said, let me give you an object lesson. And so verse 2, he called a little child in them. And he said, unless you are converted and become as a little child, you can by no means enter into the kingdom of heaven. He said, whoever humbles himself as a little child, this is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and whoever receives one little child like this in my name receives me and then i love verse 14 even so it is not the will of your father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish it's staggering when you look at the statistics of kids dying and the manner brochure i have some of them in the back it posts a, a very minimal amount it posts 4,657 children die every day in the world because of lack of food and water and clean water. Now, I read in David Jeremiah's publication I got yesterday. I read it sitting there at your desk. It said the World Health Organization published this. this 16,000 under five die every day in the world. 
So man is putting out a pretty minimal amount here. He, they want to, you know, glamorize it too much. But the fact is, kids die. I want to show you a picture. We were visiting in Guatemala. And the reason I, I love this is that we were going out to this little shed to this family. And we, they had a, a relative come. And she was dying. But there we brought food to them in a basket. And we had a team of 20. They didn't get in the picture at this one. We had a tw 20. 20 of us got in that little shed. And Betsy trusted Christ as her Savior that day through the translation of our testimonies. But as we came out, we were rejoicing in that. But you see the kids sitting down. They are living next door in a little lean-to. And I want to show you the next picture. I got this picture as we were walking out. They said, they, this, these are new, and they're not coming to our feeding center. The other family was coming, getting the kids' food every day. But this little girl was new. They had just come from El Salvador to Guatemala. There were four of the kids, and their mother was a prostitute. She was working her way, trying to get to America. And she had just stopped there for a while. Well, she got stuck there, and so the kids have been left alone. So they begin to reach out to these little children. Finally, she'll let them come to the feeding center there in San Lucas, Guatemala, where we have now a, 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 a thriving church. But they, for the next six months, gave food, water, shoes, clothes, and uh, school supplies to these four children. After six months, the, the lady who was a prostitute came and said to Marie Jose, she said, I can't believe what you're doing for my kids. Their shoes and their clothes, and they're, they're doing so well. She said, I don't understand why you do this. And Marie Jose is, is from Guatemala. She married an American that came down there to do missionary work as a single missionary. And she explained to her the gospel of Jesus. And another group came a little later and here's the picture of the family, uh, the next slide. This is Esmeraldo. I call her my Rahab story. Because another group came and took food and through a pastor friend we know, and that group, she trusted Christ as Savior a little bit later and began to come to church. And the little boy came to Maria Jose, and I was there when he said, Mom has a different job now. She's home every day. She's taking in laundry. And we're so happy that mom is with us now. You see, it puts a face to manna. For there's a lot of statistics out there. But when you go and see them, when you see what they're doing. I, I was there just last month and I saw them. And they, they're getting shy for pictures. I, I got a picture, but it wasn't a very good one. And I got a, the group of the four of them. And they're so flourishing. They're so growing. This was two years ago. And the joy of getting to go back and see your dollars. You see, 90 to 95% of what you give gets there. You know why? Because we, I have no salary from manna. The directors have no salary that travel. They raise their own missionary support. So the dollars that you give for child sponsorship very little overhead. It gets to the place that you want it to go. 90 to 95%. If you sign the card today, I want you to get your card very quickly and look at it. It's in your bulletin. And I want you to look at the card. 
How do you get involved with manna? How do we start a center in Karachi? How do we fund it? Randall doesn't have the money. We, we do it through child sponsorships. We do it through support. I want you to look at the top of your card. Anybody not get a card? Anyone like to have a card? Okay. Could I have some help back here? Uh, there's several got hands and they want a card. They're back on the table back there. Yeah, let's, let's get a card for everyone. <coughs> These are commitment cards. One of the promises I make to every pastor, there's a place for you to sign an email. You can get an email letter from Manna every month. I promise you, and I promise him, you'll never get asked in a letter for a dollar. They, will, they do not fundraise in letters. They do not fundraise in emails. You know where we fundraise? Right here, with the pastor's permission. And when you give to manna, it comes to your church. It doesn't go to manna. When you make a commitment to give today, don't send it to manna. Don't send it to me. You send it to First Baptist Church, and then they send it. We're a local church. We're not going to bypass your pastor. And we're not going to fundraise through letters. That's my promise to you. That's Bruce's promise to you. When he came to me, we sat down and I said, I'll tell you what I don't like about fundraisers. And so we had a long talk 17 years ago. He walked in my office and said, this is what I like to do. I said, let's talk. And when we settled all the ground rules, he's on board, I'm on board. And I said, we can sell this to our churches. And so we started that first year. We raised $40,000 first year. Last year, we raised $7 million. You, you know why I watched I watched through the years, and I said, wow. You know why it's the wow? It's because Jesus loves children. He sees the hungry and the starving children. And he just, it's like, wow. This organization will take you and let you see your sinner. You can witness it. And it's safe. We'll never take anybody where it isn't safe. Because the, the safest place is going somewhere who lives there, who knows how to get from the airport to the safe spot in the safe time of the day, and you don't go out. Amen. Amen. I mean, there's places in Fort Worth I can go, and I'm telling you, I wouldn't be here if I went at 3 o'clock you know, on the east side of Fort Worth at 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to, you know, I wouldn't be here. There's, there's unsafe places everywhere, but you got to know People there who will take you to the safe place. I go on the border, and we have an orphanage right across from the cartel's village. Yeah, yeah. I see the AK-47. I see the AR-50. I see them standing there guarding, and I wave at them. And people say, don't you go down there. It's dangerous. I said, it's who you know, and when you go in, and they know what you're doing. And they know what we're doing. We're feeding many of their kids. It's an orphanage. They're, they're, they're cartel babies. They know what we're doing for the children. And they leave us alone and they say, come on in and help us. We, we, we know what you're doing. So here, here's the card. Let's look at it. I will sponsor a child and the average cost is $28. Honestly, we have centers that it costs $10 per child, some 15 This is an average we're estimating the first 50 kids, it'll cost $20 in Karachi. That's what we're estimating. But we, we haven't started. I talked to Randall two days ago, and I say, we got to get an idea. So we're looking at 1000 a month that will start the center that will feed and, and teach 50 kids to start with. I said, 
you gotta, you got to have something to start with because this is going to explode. He said, oh, I know it. So you got to do it right the first time and then show the other guys how to do it. I will support my child. You can do it annually. I will sponsor a child around the world for, and you pick them out. You say, I can't do $28. I can't do $20. Maybe you can do $5 a month. It's, it's what you feel like God wants you to do. See, that's, that's the amount. And you can say, in closes my gift to care for the children until sponsors are found. I'm in the next one, I already sponsor and will continue sponsoring a child. Then the next box, I will increase my monthly support because we go back into churches and many add to what they've been doing. But there's not a box. The new cards, I, I thought we had the new cards. The new cards, you see where it says, let's stay in touch. If you can't give anything, we need you to pray for us. There's nothing moves in the ministry of God without prayer. We need you to pray. So you, you put a block right there and say, I will pray. I will pray for manna. I will pray for that sinner in Karachi. I will pray that God will have his hand on it and hand on, on Randall and Rachel, our missionaries who are going to do the work there. And all the workers are going to come alongside of them. So pray for them. And then would you sign your name to that? Sign your name and, and your email, and I, I make the promise we're not fundraising. We're simply, in a, in a month, you'll see the kids that I took from Mississippi in the letter, and you'll see them giving out water filters, and you'll see some of the pictures that we uh, will post of those, those kids in a home going to kids in a home and showing them the love of Jesus. I want to tell you this is one of the greatest things outside of starting churches and winning people to Jesus Christ here. But see, this is your Jerusalem. And there's a Judea and a Samaria. And you, you're down in Tijuana and your other missionaries out and you're, you have other outreaches. I'm going to tell you, the last part of that actually 1-8 is the uttermost. And I'm going to tell you, Karachi, Pakistan is the uttermost from Coronada, California. Will you agree with that? That's the uttermost. You can reach the uttermost through a little kid and his wife from Tijuana. And you'll see their faces. You'll see what's happening. You'll know firsthand. Manna directors will be there on the ground with them, helping them understand how to do it, how to grow it, how to fund it, and how to reproduce it. We, we have great missionaries who are a part of Manna worldwide, and it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. I want us to stand together. And uh, let's stand all over the auditorium. Pastor says, be seated. <laughs> He's making me crazy wanting to preach up here. He's making me crazy. I want to tell you something. Yeah, come ahead. I want to tell you something. Manna International, I, I'm real picky. You know I'm picky, who, who I have come preach. But you know... I, you need to know, I'm very, very picky about Amen. who we support, and, and I want to make sure it's the right thing. We had a ministry for homeless people in Imperial Beach for a few years, and manna supplied food at no cost. Wow. We had, we have right now uh, Central Shalom um, in Tijuana. They've been feeding 40 children a week for how long? I don't even know. I don't know. Years. Either. For years, 40 children. They're going to up that now because they got some more uh, 
people come alongside of them, they're going to up that to 100 children Amen. every day, feeding 100 children. Some of these kids don't get another meal. And they help them with school clothes and books. Yes. They're supposedly tuition-free schools, Amen. but they have their fees they have to pay. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you know what goes mm -hmm. and. And some of their mom, I mean, some of them don't have parents. And, and so, so they go there for half a day to this clean, safe environment with uh, filtered water and, and food Amen. and people who will love on them and yeah. care for them. Uh, so it's happening. Uh, Amen. I went with Mike and, and a crew, a, gr a group of people to Cambodia several years ago, gave out sacks, 50 or 75-pound sacks of rice, yeah. gave out school uniforms, yeah. had a medical clinic going on. In this vill remote village, I mean, we yes. drove and drove and drove, went out in the countryside, mm -hmm. and the people from the village lined the yeah. streets on both sides and clapped and Amen. cheered when we came in. It was the most amazing and humbling thing in the world. And, and when we got there, we treated them and took care. And all the whole day, while all the medical clinics and all the other things are going on, the word of God is being preached. Amen. So, so it's not – and, folks, I know other missionaries who are in Muslim communities where the government – wants to get rid of them because they're Christian, and the people around them say, no, no, leave them here. They're feeding our children. Amen. Amen. They're feeding our children. So maybe the way we get to the Muslim community is through their stomach. Amen. First, Amen. through their stomach first, because if they don't eat and they die, they don't get to hear the gospel at all. And so I totally believe in what we're doing. And, and Pat and I are going to, we haven't had time to talk. I, I kept telling her we need to talk, and we never got time to talk because we kept yakking with these two friends of ours. But, <laughs> but we're going to start out with two children, um, and, and we're going to talk about what we can do a little bit later on. And, and some of you may need to talk to your husband, your wife, Amen. but commit to something if Amen. you can. Commit to something right now. And, and if you want to up it, go ahead and up it later on. But these kids are for real. We've been there. We've seen them. Amen. Some of them wind up in sex trafficking if they're not Amen. taken care of and protected. So uh, I totally, totally believe, and we're going to be the first ones to put our card right down here. But yes. you're going to go ahead and, and have a word of prayer now. I'll turn it back oh, over I'm to you. I'm through preaching. Could we stand? I, I appreciate your preaching, Jim. I've, I've listened to it many years. Let's stand together. And I, lo I love his preaching. Amen? Amen. I love them. They're the real deal. Let's bow for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we come in prayer, and Lord, we thank you for the cause of the gospel. We thank you for Jesus who died on the cross for us, who made everlasting life available to us. And I pray now that you will bless as we recognize there are so many lost people in the world. There are so many dying people in the world that need to hear, but Lord, need the hand up. And the blessing of food and clothing and clean water. That they might live to hear the gospel of Jesus. I pray that you'll bless First Baptist. Give them a vision of what they can do. They can own this center in Karachi. They can be the foundational church connecting with the central church. Uh, central Baptist church in Karachi. I pray you'll give them a vision of that. And I pray you'll help them to make the commitments that you are leading them to make. Some can't give, but Lord, we can pray. Help them to make a commitment to pray. And Lord, may we give. Lord, that we may 
live simply so others may simply live and hear the gospel. Bless us as we mark our cards. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.